What's good, everyone? This is Jacob Moses, host of the Not Boring Tech Writer Podcast, where in each episode we focus on a different skill that you can learn to enhance your skill set, improve your marketability, diversify your career, and ultimately break the stereotype that technical writing is a boring career. This episode's skill? Landing a tech writing internship. As prospective tech writers look for ways to get into the tech writing fields, many pursue tech writing internships, and understandably so. Internships give prospective tech writers hands-on experience in tech writing, giving them an opportunity to boost their skills and get a feel for the industry. However, finding that tech writing internship can be challenging, especially if you aren't pursuing a tech writing-related degree in university. That's why in this episode we have German tech writer Joachim on the podcast, who's six weeks into his first tech writing internship. Joachim has learned several lessons about how to find and thrive in a tech writing internship, which you'll find helpful no matter where you live. Enjoy. Hey, Wahim, how are you today? Hi, Jacob. I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. So happy to have you on the podcast today. How's life in Ludwigshafen? Uh, very nice. It's it's cold and dark, but um, Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the fault of the city. <laughs> yeah, you are in Germany. So what time is it in Germany right now? It's 17.30. Gotcha. In the evening? Yes, yes. Yeah, you evening, got yeah. You got quite a few hours on me. I'm just on to my second cup of coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Joachim, I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. We have a great skill to discuss together, and that is landing a tech writing internship. And this yes. is a really important episode for many of our listeners. Um, mm -hmm. Joachim, a, a big chunk of them are students, you know, at university, mm -hmm. um, either studying technical communication or perhaps a a tech comm concentration with an English department, um, mm -hmm. many of which are actively seeking that very first internship. Um, I know you're in the middle of a tech credit internship um, yes. in Ludwigshafen, so really excited to discuss your journey, any obstacles you've overcome along the way, and hopefully some great lessons learned to pass on to listeners today. To get us started, yes. um, tell us a little bit about the type of work that you've been doing in your tech credit internship. Uh, I yeah I right now I work in a um, software company. Cool. And I am um, writing uh, documentation uh, in the development layer. So it's all about source code and how to use it. Um, yeah, it's uh, nothing I knew before how to do. So I I never learned any programming <laughs> or yeah. not much, but. Um, well, the company seemed to be uh, prepared for a uh, tech writer who's not into their particular uh, programming language and style. So they they trained me, and um, yes, now I'm about uh, after six weeks, I'm ready to really write stuff about what's going on <laughs> in the yeah. source code. Yeah, that's an exciting feeling. That's yeah. the next step yes. in. 
in the process of becoming a tech writer. That's awesome, mm-hmm. Joachim. You mentioned that you never worked in source code before. You, of course, were, were never taught you know, programming languages before starting this internship. That's correct. What were you doing before getting into TechCom? Was this a new interest of yours? Yes, so I had been working uh, at a university for a long time as an assistant doing um, any kind of job you could imagine in a university, except teaching. (laughs) So it was like administration and project management and, uh, well, um, stuff like that, you know, and uh, so I always knew that this wouldn't be uh, like the thing I would like to do forever. Sure. So uh, I was, well, at one point in time, I started looking for other opportunities, uh, yeah, um, other ways to, to work. And uh, maybe I should talk about my background as well. I, um, I'm a studied translator. So uh, I studied Spanish and French um, in my early 20s. Now I'm 39 years old. And um, well, after studying translation, I did an MBA, just, uh, well, Master of Business Administration. I don't know if everybody knows that. And uh, that was just, uh, both of those studies were just... um, pure interest for the subject. So I was interested in languages, then I was interested in business and economics and well, like this, I ended up working at a university, let's say, okay. Yeah. And um, so uh, trying to find something else for me to do for maybe another part of my life, maybe maybe not the rest of my working life, but uh, just something new. I, yeah, I kind of looked for jobs that had to do with writing or with uh, like a copywriter or uh, online uh, editor, things like that. And with the term editor, I finally, well, stumbled over a job listing that said technical writer or technical editor. And, Did uh, you even know what that was? No, like, like was that even in your boat set? Yeah, no. I wouldn't have thought so either. No. And uh, they, yeah, I sometimes thought they could have told me right after uh, university, you know, that this job exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's for a, for a translator, it's actually, it's a good choice. So there are yeah. many translators who make a shift towards technical writing. Um, well, okay, I stumbled uh, over this uh, expression technical editor and I, I started reading about it and I, the more I knew about it, the more I, I also knew this is what I want to do or I want to try and um, so started gathering info and uh, here in Germany we have something like uh, an association of uh, technical writers. It's called gotcha. it's called Techcom for technical communication, um, and they are pretty well organized in that uh, in that field. I don't know. Do you guys have something like that in the states? We have some comparable things. The first one that comes to mind 
is the Society for Technical Communication. I think they have um, several dozen um, state chapters mm-hmm. um, throughout North America. I know I'm based here in Denton, Texas. I know Texas mm-hmm. has its own STC chapter. And then we mm-hmm. have um, another one called Write the Docs. Um, this is mm-hmm. a um, nonprofit for what they call all sorts of documentarians. So people doing end user documentation, um, developer documentation, which sounds like the kind of work that you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of great comparable um, associations similar to what's going down in Germany. I imagine the first time you saw that listing, like your eyes just lit up because I can tell that you have, of course, a passion for language, you know, with studying French and Spanish translation, obviously an interest in business and product developments as you pursued your MBA. What were mm-hmm. those first steps like actually trying to get into this industry? I know you were looking at the different associations. Did you find your internships there? How did that go? Um, well, first, um, yes, I uh, started uh, talking to the guys from Techcom, from that association, and yeah. they were very helpful for getting a bigger picture of, of the whole job. And um, also on their web page, they, they have uh, precise information about how you can get a certification nice. from Techcom. So they, yeah, they uh, make a test with you or they, yes, uh, uh, an examination. And so you can earn a certification that cool. is, uh, that is accepted by many employers. Or is that what you pursued? That certification through the association? Yes, this is what I'm doing right now. Nice. Um, nice. Here in Germany, we say that it's, yeah, it's the country of certifications. So y- you always need something in your in your portfolio to to show black and white that you have, yeah. you know something about this and that sometimes yes it feels stupid but it is like that so you just follow along and as you've started the certification course have you felt that it's boosted your own confidence to get into the job search as opposed uh, to you know maybe just finding a random listing online and applying Yes, so uh, the further details in my uh, path were that um, yeah, I, I made the decision, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I quit my old job. I went into unemployment and I had the unemployment aid or the, well, they call it job agency. They yeah. they paid for my education. Wow. Yeah, they said I'm, I'm old. Yeah. And so... That's a program from... They call uh, it, the federal yeah. government. Yes. Wow. So I, yeah, I, uh, I was able to get some more. Uh, uh, yes, I, I was able to get in that program where they actually fund for some further education. Yeah. So this. Yes. Yes. I, I was surprised that I could really get this um, support from them. I, I always thought I had to find a, a job, like a small tech writing job or anything that would get me closer to, to the goal uh, with with less salary and all. But like this, I'm still officially unemployed and I'm also officially in this nine-month education program that gotcha. will lead me towards the tech home certification as a tech writer. So That's getting dry. Yes, yes. So this is like a 
perfect path, I would say. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's not possible for everyone in any country, but uh, maybe still you could try to look for, uh, for fundings or for ways to, to make it easier for you because education is for, in many countries is something they uh, actually try to push. Yeah, I know here in the United States, there are several options to get a tech writing certificate. I know through many, you know, traditional channels, you can get one at a university, um, maybe mm. like an online university. Mm-hmm. But also, um, like the last guest we had on the Not Boring Tech Writer, um, mm-hmm. this gentleman ended up getting his tech writing certificate through Coursera, which ah. I think like aggregates a bunch of like online okay. courses onto a single platform. So mm-hmm. I think he paid 40 bucks, got the tech writing <laughs> certificate, still yeah. working as an occupational therapist. Uh-huh. But as you said, it was a cool way for him to, you know, ramp up yeah. his tech writing skills. That's his end yeah. goal, of course. Mm. Um, granted, he had to keep working full time as an occupational therapist. But mm. regardless, he didn't have to, like, sacrifice his livelihood to pursue something that interests him, um, which is what I think we all hope for yeah. in our society, sure. whether we're in, in North America or Germany. Um, so tell us a little bit about the kind of work you're doing right now in your internship. You said you're working with source code and programming. Are you doing like a developer documentation? Yes, correct. So it's a specific field, like a micro topic within a, a bigger topic, which is all about RESTful programming. Gotcha. Anybody knows about that. And um, yes, yeah, so um, let me go back one step. And uh, because uh, the internship that I'm doing is, is a mandatory part of, of the uh, education program that I'm in gotcha. but we had to find uh, the company ourselves so they didn't mm. help us in getting the internship and uh, what helped me getting into a well-known software company was uh, I remembered someone had told me when I left my old job someone told me hey if you need something in our company just give me a call and that's what nice. I did nice. um, yes it's uh, I think it's something you should also try to do when you try to find a job or internship just scan all your friends and former colleagues just to find oh, some yeah. I was talking to many people from different companies different areas I also had uh, more than one uh, interview um, regarding an internship in other companies, um, people who didn't know me before. And this process was also very rewarding. So I learned a lot in these uh, yeah, job interviews. Yeah. Because uh, also the employers were very interested in, in me becoming a tech writer. And, and many of them asked as their second question, so forget about the internship. Do you want to work for me? Wow. A permanent position. So I thought that felt good. <laughs> yeah, that sounded very good, and that also made me a little bit, well, a lot more self-confident. Yeah. Also, now when I'm really trying to find a, a permanent job for next year, because yeah, certification examination is in February, and so I will try to find something for March. That's awesome, Joachim. And I think yeah. about my own tech writing career. Um, an internship was huge. 
Mm. Um, I think I got my first tech writing internship the fall of my senior year. And I actually, um, I majored in tech writing, believe mm-hmm. it or not, from the University of North Texas. I think it's one nice. of you know, mm-hmm. maybe like a dozen universities in North America we can actually major mm-hmm. in tech mm-hmm. com. Um, mm-hmm. And like you, like I got my internship through, um, you know, just friends and past colleagues. I was on yep. Twitter um, okay. and I had followed um, a company that I was a big fan of, uh, Rainmaker Digital. Um, just because I liked their products, I'd use them uh-huh. for some personal blogs. And then one day the CFO tweets, hey, looking for a tech writer in Dallas. <laughs> nice. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'll just, I'll tweet back. We'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. And while my internship consisted of, you know, half of the time picking up frozen paninis and the other half writing white papers, <laughs> um, it was still like a, like a huge part of me advancing my own tech writing career. Have you noticed, mm-hmm. thinking back on the work you've done in the internship so far, any particular moments that have boosted your own confidence and willingness to pursue this career? Oh uh, yes. Um, so I started. Uh, yeah. First of all, I had to learn a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that before, and uh, I always felt like, uh, well, a little bit, <laughs> little stupid intern who has who has no idea about anything and always has to ask and so on and then after uh, a couple of weeks when i was deeper into the topic then people came to me and said have you already checked out this and that feature i want to know how it works i said okay yeah Yeah, maybe and at least i knew who to ask because Yes, because I, I I found out most of the colleagues didn't uh, didn't have substantial knowledge about the topic, mm-hmm. so they kind of put me there to have yeah. a reason uh, to uh, to to go on with with that topic because it was some some older topic they they nobody liked so now mm-hmm. they're forced to go into it because I'm there and I'm asking questions and now we are gathering all the info that is somewhere around the whole building, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yes. I, I think it's good uh, to, to have a good network also to talk to many people and just ask them what they do and um, they know anything about your topic yeah. and, and all these things. And yes, I've, just started to do that in in that company because it's it's a it's a big company and um, I don't know if you can ever finish. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned that you know you felt stupid at times because mm-hmm. you know you're you having to ask a lot of questions and you know understandably so. I mean, you went from you know working with you know at the university maybe doing a all sorts of different administrative like tasks and translation mm-hmm. into learning a whole new programming language. I would have, I would have felt the same and asked lots of silly questions, but regardless, did you find that your colleagues were more receptive to your work, more receptive to come alongside and include you in conversations, encourage you um, to pursue different projects because you were showing that you were willing to give some effort, even if it was complimented with some silly questions at times? (laughs) No, of course. Yes. That's what they said on, on the first day that, uh, I have to ask all those questions and 
that it's important to to learn and 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 that it's clear that I yes have to uh, ask them all these things yeah and um, so they are always very supportive and very open uh, but uh, it's, it's sometimes maybe I'm just uh, you know just being a little bit child thinking maybe I should already know this so I will try to yeah. find it out myself but this is sometimes also okay if I try to find out something about the, the code I'm, I'm writing and then I'm trying stuff and uh, then I find something out and then I have a better learning outcome but at some point you have to stop and say okay I don't I don't understand anything so sure ask stupid questions again Sure. And I imagine along the way, as you're doing your own research, trying to solve these problems on your own, mm. you know, you're gradually developing that shared language. So instead of, you know, going to the developer and trying to explain in some arcane terms yeah. um, how to do such and such, you come to them with a language that they're familiar with. And yes. perhaps it's easier for them um, to give you the information that you need. I know that's yes. something that as I look back at my own internships mm -hmm. and my work as a full-time tech writer, like that was huge. Just being able to speak like the developer or speak like my supervisors. Uh -huh, they have an yeah. idea of exactly what I'm asking so I can go about my task. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's a way to test their existing documentation. So there are a lot mm -hmm. of things that I say, this code example does, doesn't work or about this and that annotation. I don't find anything. And they yeah. say, yes, we're aware of it, or, oh, yeah, we, you have to include that in, in your work, in your project. Yeah. Yeah. So how you explained this internship in Germany, you know, it sounds very similar to TechRed internships in North America. So I'm curious, how long have you been at this internship? Uh, it's about six weeks now. So looking back on the six weeks, have you encountered any challenges that perhaps students who are interested in pursuing a tech writing internship um, could perhaps be on the lookout for should they land their own internship? Anything you didn't expect that would have been helpful to know beforehand? Um, I can't imagine that in any, uh, any subject, any uh, industry, you will have to learn a lot about the products that you will be writing yeah. about. So uh, the moment I knew that I was going to go to to the software company, because software, it, it was just coincidence, could have also been mechanical engineering. So uh, the moment I knew I, I, I was going to do this, I started learning about their product and mm. Um, about the way, also about their programming language and everything. So, um, yeah, I think it helps if uh, if you find a company that you find interesting and that yes. you try to find the yeah products that that you really like or that you want to know more about. And then yes. the learning process is so much fun, and that that helps a lot getting up every day and saying, okay, I'm going to go there and learn something. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's, and that's what I missed in my older job was doing more or less the same every day and having that routine over the year. And, and now everything is new every day. So, um, yeah, it, it, it 
yeah, it helps to be curious and, and open and also ready to ask the stupid question again yeah. because you really want to nail it down. That's right. <laughs> you want to know what you need to know about the product to yeah. document it properly. Mm. That's awesome, mm. Mohim. And I think about, you know, there's been times whenever I've gone back to the University of North Texas and spoken with students about TechCom. Mm -hmm. That's a similar message that I've shared, you know, and I, I like to use the example of, you know, if for every meal you're ordering takeout or delivery and that's, that's how you get your daily nourishment, don't accept a tech writing job at like a kitchen appliance company because mm -hmm. you don't really mess with the kitchen too much. You obviously don't have an interest in it. And it probably won't be the most enjoyable time documenting the product. I think that's a, a very appropriate prerequisite, um, depending on your situation where, hey, if you have the, just like the minimal aptitude for it, mm -hmm. if you can see yourself going in every day and you're willing to document this or that, willing to get into the nooks and crannies of it, ask your colleagues more to learn more about it. Um, absolutely, I think, uh, worth the wait to find an employer like that. Work with a product that interests you. I'm curious, you know, it's, of course, ideal for the tech writer to actually use the product that they're mm. documenting, you know, and I think about my past, whenever I worked at Rainmaker Digital, I was lucky enough to do that. Um, we had a content management system called the Rainmaker Platform. Mm. I used it for my personal blog. So I got lucky and it was fairly easy to document because I was using a lot of these same features mm -hmm. as the end user would. In your experience, what has it been like for you to learn how this product actually works and to document it properly, despite not perhaps using it exactly how an end user would. The, the product I am describing, I can actually use and try out cool. and see what it does. Cool. And uh, I can only imagine that if, you, if I didn't have this opportunity, I, I would have to ask uh, many more stupid questions to, uh, and talk to end users as well. Yeah. But still, this is, uh, this is also something I want to do more. I I hope, yeah, I hope to to maybe talk to some clients of of the company to to ask how they how they work. You know, it's something that I I'm still not exactly sure about because in software development, people have very different levels of of knowledge, preliminary mm -hmm. knowledge about programming or this special kind of software. So when I'm writing, um, I sometimes don't know, okay, should I imply that the reader knows this circumstance or sure. sh should I explain it again? Or sure. yeah, normally you would refer to other chapters to say if you're, if you're not familiar with this kind of uh, thing, then go to somewhere else in the same uh, uh, help. Yeah. Um, document. Um, does that answer your question? I yeah, don't know. I mean, if, if you write about air airplanes, uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't know how to start. <laughs> I would have to think See, about it first. <laughs> sure. And I think you know, if there's tech writers listening to this, who just start off at a new company as an intern, mm. and say they're documenting something that they don't actually have the luxury of using. I don't get to hop in the boring airplane and ride it around for an hour to understand how to document the controls. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think in your experience, has it been helpful at all to look back at existing documentation, documentation that was created before you came on staff as an intern? 
has looking at that documentation kind of helped you understood the way that other tech writers write about the product that you're documenting? Yes, absolutely. So um, um, I kind of found out about your blog through this other blog <laughs> that is uh, called a I'd rather be writing the best. Yes, sir. Yes. I'm familiar. So he has a, a, a very yeah wide section about uh, API documentation and mm -hmm. it's it's a little bit what I'm doing so it's similar cool. and um, so I looked at that and also looked at examples he mentioned and I also look at of course um, at the documentation of the company that is already there yeah and uh, try to also try to find flaws or, or things that don't really work out very well and yeah. the people there they they seem to be happy that someone with without um this um somebody like me like a noob like yeah. with with noob eyes like looking at then <laughs> i don't know what this is about but uh yeah. i i yeah. don't understand I don't understand it because the topics are in the wrong. Uh, yes, uh. <laughs> that's a great point. That that that's yeah. that's that's value added to your skill set. Not really have any idea how any of this works. Yes, it's yes. a good opportunity to to revisit the content architecture. That's awesome, Wahim. Wahim, this has been an absolute joy. Got to learn a little more about you, the work that you're doing in tech writing, how you've used the stuff you've learned from your certificate to apply as your work as an intern. Um, totally relatable work. And again, ton of students listen to this podcast. I'm hopeful that's going to be valuable lessons for them as well. I do have a I final question so. for you. Yes. I'm, I'm a senior in university, a theoretical senior in university. Mm -hmm. You know, say I've perhaps pursuing tech common university or I've shown an interest for it. What do you think? I know you said that Germany is kind of the country of certificates. Let's say <laughs> that this 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 student has pursued a certificate um, of his or her own. Mm -hmm. What would you say is you know that most important next step to landing that first internship? Is it you know a mentality where I'm going to understand that you know I might get a lot of rejection rejections, but eventually I'll get that yes? Is it having a strong understanding? of you know the particular skill that i want to pursue whether that's api documentation and user documentation reflecting back on your experience what was most helpful for you for landing this first internship probably um mm, let's put it this way i was looking around for any kind of internship anywhere mm. so i didn't reject anything just because it was far away or uh yeah some some industry i didn't really find interesting i just started to find out what is out there on the market in germany and uh, i was also ready to look further into other countries mm. um so yes, I, I would be completely open because you never know where you're going to land. And if you're just uh, looking for your first uh, six month internship, I, I wouldn't try to cherry pick. I would just 
try to to get something that that would look okay in in, in yeah. my CV, and then from there, once you've started, you're you're getting better exponentially <laughs> yeah. for for employers. That's what I I think. Um, Yes, maybe there there might be industries where it's harder to get into, for example, automotive and engineering. Some companies really want an engineer yeah. uh, to, to do the job and they don't find any. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Then but, they don't uh, want Joachim to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so stay open and talk to as many people as you can. So when when I made the decision to go this way, I told everyone that I was doing it. And yeah. finally it paid off because somebody that I, I didn't know her very well at that point, and she said, hey, if you want to come to my company and, and do your internship there, just come. Cool. That way it worked. And it was just yeah. uh, because I told everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and be also, proud of that next journey in your career. Yes, and, 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 and networking on LinkedIn or other portals, maybe even Facebook, will help yeah. because if everybody knows that you are becoming a tech writer and that you're uh, a, a nice guy or nice girl, then somebody will yeah, hire you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's wonderful, Joachim. And it sounds like no matter where you end up, so long as you're willing to put in the work to try your best to figure out the product, ask some silly questions now sure. and then, build some rapport with the colleagues and look back, the, back at the existing documentation. Yeah. Sounds like you'll be just fine. Wahim, thank you, friend. That was a blast. We'll talk very soon. Thank you. Goodbye, Jacob. Bye. Thanks again to Knowledge Owl, creators of the wonderful knowledge-based software for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer podcast. And thanks so much to each of you for listening to this episode. 